Welcome to the Drama Free Podcast. Save the drama for your mama. What's up, Drama Free Beer Land? Uh, welcome back. Episode 23. New date, new time, new improved format, and got a surprise for y'all. All of us are on the show tonight. Um, we were able to sort some travels, and uh, everybody was able to join us tonight. It's not just me and Steve uh, uh, trying to hold the fort down, so glad to have you all back. Um, I'm Chad, and uh hand this over to uh, Mr. Butler. He's going to be hosting. Chris, how you doing, man? Hey, everybody. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it's really good to be back. I missed a couple of weeks, and... Uh, and it just kind of felt a big hole in my heart. So I'm glad to have everybody in here tonight. Glad Joey could make it after flying. So, uh, yeah, it's a good time, man. Uh, how are you, Steve? I am great. I am tired, man. Uh, I had a long week. I'm glad we got the chance to Sunday so I could uh, so I could partake in this, week, in this week's episode because... Uh, yeah, I had a lot going on, visited a bunch of new breweries, and yeah, I'm just exhausted. I'm dreading going back to work tomorrow after the week I've had physically and just driving and drinking and all that good stuff, but feel good. Well, are you drinking anything? Uh, right now I am drinking, it has to be my last beer of the weekend. It might be my last beer for a while, just because I've been on a complete and total bender. You can't be up in Vermont and not drink. I am drinking a Trillium Pow Pow. I think it's their it's their collab with Lawson's. Yeah, so uh, it was a pretty big fail on my part because I was going up to Vermont for the snowboarding trip, and, you know, they got a ton of snow, and fresh snow was called Pow. So the joke was we were getting all this fresh Pow Pow, and I was like, oh, I have a perfect beer to bring. I have one can of it from a buddy of mine. So I forgot it. <laughs> the day I was the day I was packing all my beer for the trip, I just I blew right by it in the fridge, and as soon as we got up there, I was like, wow. So I got back and I was like, well, I, obviously I just have to drink it. It's better fresh. It probably would have been better a week ago than it is right now, but it's still, I mean, it's great. Thank awesome. you for asking. Yeah. Joey, uh, how are you doing? And uh, what are you drinking? I am doing well. I had a wonderful 45-minute flight from Denver to Rapid City, South Dakota, to where I was met with 30 degrees, 20-mile-an-hour winds, and snow. And to celebrate, I am drinking an LGA to LGB. It's the other half in Monkish collaboration. Um, If you can't tell, that's not something I picked up here in uh, South Dakota. (laughs) I... uh, with not being in the WLC now, with that having, you know, wrapped up about nine days ago, um, now being back on the wagon, I am now sending myself beer or bringing beer with me when I start doing my business travels. So I've got uh, 10 fresh cans to get me through the next four days until I fly out on Thursday. Nice. And uh, Chad, Indeed. fearless leader, what are, you, uh, what are you drinking on and uh, how are you feeling, man? I'm uh, drinking on some water. Um Sundays typically aren't a drinking day for me, but uh, they'll change with the episode. I'll have a couple before, uh, before um, or for the episode since we are doing a beer podcast. But I went a little hard this week. Um, you know, I had an unfortunate loss during the week, so I went hard all week. And then, of course, St. Patrick's Day um, partook a little bit too much last night. So, you know, sobering up, getting ready for the, getting my body ready for the. Uh, work week and uh, so i'm just gonna sip on water today guys all right sounds good man well i am um i'm giving valero snort another try thanks to steve um thanks steve you're welcome (laughs) that's all i'm I'm gonna say about that (laughs) what um which one did i send was it the strawberry or the orange the strawberry medicine one i mean strawberry cream pop one Oh, uh, yeah, the medicine. It tastes like syrup. It tastes, it tastes like my kid's medicine, man. It tastes like Kelsey's medicine. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good thing, right? No? Uh, uh. It, it, it's a thing. It's a thing. Dude, I cannot believe that that, uh, that Jersey Winter can was infected. First of all, oh if it gosh. was and you chugged it, you're you're just a maniac. 
But I did, dude. and it was. I poured it, and the bubbles were like soapy and oh all God. misshapen and different sizes, and that's a a very very clear indicator. Yeah, that's not a bad, yeah, that's not a good sign, especially on that it beer. Like, it should have been very thick. Yeah, it uh, it looked like I've been washing dishes. Those bubbles are all oily. Wow. Everything else, so. First, I say you live in Alabama on the air. Then I try to make good it. I try to send you a beer. I send you an infected coconut beer and a medicine beer. Now, I can never. I gotta like come there and give you a hug. That's the only way it's gonna. No, make this I just day. had that. I was gonna say, I just had. Well, I'll definitely take a hug. But um, <laughs> uh, I just had the upland you sent though, and I was uh, very pleasantly surprised by that one. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm big on that one too. Shout out to Uplands, my buddy Pat, who brews for them. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, really, really good. I know a lot of times in the past they've been heavy-handed, so uh, I really appreciated that beer for um, kind of just being spot on. So, all right. Well, that's kind of the roundup, guys. Um, yeah, let's dive right in. Um, Steve, uh, we're going to go ahead and start with St. Patrick's Day, guys. We're going to just jump into number three because a couple of people have alluded to it. I know Drama uh, 3 was uh, crazy yesterday. It's probably one of the highest favorite posts ever, I think. Um, so, so do any of you drink green beer? Chad, you'd be my best guy that I think would do that. Did, did you have any green beer? Oops, sorry. Maybe. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> no, Chad, did you have any green beer? Um, absolutely not. Sorry, guys. Um, I was on mute, so I was talking to you, and you guys weren't hearing me. But, um... <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, I I made a post uh, yesterday on my personal Facebook. Um, I have an Iowa craft beer shirt. Um, Mm -hmm. There's an Iowa craft beer tent, and it's drink craft, not green. Um, It's the only day of the the year that I can actually wear that shirt because it's got green. It's green. It's got shamrocks all over it. So it is clearly a St. Patrick's Day shirt. But uh, I did not actually. um, Our local brewery here, Barntown. um, Some of you guys have had them. They uh, they made green beer and I texted the owner immediately and gave him a lot of shit um, for being a craft beer brewery and um, you know making green beer. But you know I used to back in the day. I I didn't drink any green beer this time. I I went and enjoyed the craft beer like any other day. Yeah, I saw your post. That's why I went to you first, Steve. What about you? Did you uh, did you partake in any um, green beer? I did not have any Shrek pee yesterday. Nice. <laughs> um, I had I had two beers yesterday, and that was just because it was St. Patty's Day. I I was driving for most of the day, coming home from Stowe. Um, so when I got home, it was like late afternoon, early evening, and I cracked two beers on the whole night. One was the Carton Irish Coffee that I posted, um, which, you know, I was literally saving it for St. Patrick's Day, and it was great, and I really, really liked that beer, and they did a good job this time. And then the other one was uh, my last homebrew, which was an Irish Red, which I brewed in July over the summer. Um, and I found one in the back of my fridge, and I was like, this, is, this has got to be the Irish Red that we brewed. So I drank it, and... It was drinking pretty good still, surprisingly. I was uh, I was a big fan of it. I drank that one first, and I was like, wow, I wish I had another, because I really don't want to drink a 12% cream ale right now, but here we are. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I took it pretty easy yesterday, so those two were, were it for me. But both were Irish-related, so I get my, my points. All right. All right. Um, I, uh, I did not drink any green beer. I'll just skip, skip myself real quick and uh, go right into Joey. Uh, there's no story about me not drinking green beer. Joey, you any green beer? Uh, no, I last I, the last green beer I had would have been 2007. Before wow. I You're, before I left the before I left the Dublin, Ohio area and moved to Denver, Colorado. So uh, uh, St. Patty's Day was always a big deal in Dublin, Ohio, because of the Dublin Ireland Ireland namesake, I guess, um, or just because people people in Ohio need an excuse to get drunk. Um, but yeah, Green Bud Light. That's the last time I had it. Oof. All right. Well, yep. the last time I had it, if we're gonna go, the last time was like four or five years ago. There's a brewery in San Antonio called Free Tail Brewing, and uh, its brewer, uh, head brewer and owner, is actually uh, a 
board member of the Brewers Association, uh, a buddy of mine, and he makes it with uh, spirulina, which is algae. Uh, he calls it spirulina wit. So that's the last one I had, but that was years ago, and I don't really like that beer very much, even though I like him and his brewery quite a bit. <clears throat> but no green beer for me. Um, the other thing that I saw a lot on Drama Free last night was lots and lots and lots of car bombs. Um, I'm going to refrain from saying Irish car bomb because I know that's been an issue in the past. Uh, a couple people have taken umbrage with that. So um, I'm just going to say car bombs uh, so as not to offend anybody. But uh, I I posted a video of me doing one with a, a 12% party stout from American Solera. And uh, so uh, it, it hit hard. Uh, that was my second to last beer. And it probably should have been my last. But uh, any of you guys do any? Bombs. Joey's on my team. So I didn't do any car bombs yesterday, but we had, um, and I'll use the terminology, we had our uh, Irish car bomb release over at Launchpad, um, essentially a barrel-aged version of the Russian Imperial Stout that, that's always on tap with uh, um, Bailey's Irish Cream and Jameson in it. Um, actually, it was added, I guess, prior to prior to being keg prior to kegging from how I understand it, but it was um, pretty fantastic. And I came home with a number of bottles that I'm looking forward to uh, putting in the hands of some wonderful drama free people. But um, no last car bomb I ever had was um, when we were doing it in the group. Like last time I remember seeing them, I think it was when, Can- when Rich Candelora was kind of trying to get everybody to do them. The last one that I had. Nice. Chad, did you do one? I most definitely did, and it was the uh, straw that broke the camel's back for me last night, uh, <laughs> which is why I'm currently drinking water and nothing but, because uh, I did one much to my wife's behest. She told me, no, I had enough, and then I went and did one with another Drama Free member who's actually a new member. Um, he, uh, We went out for some drinks last night, and I had it in my head. I, I needed to do a car bomb, and I did one, and... That was a night ender <laughs> for me. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen Chad when he gets uh, something in his head, and uh, he he gets a little bit uh, single focused, single minded. It's a little tough to dissuade him from his uh, goal at that point. <laughs> yep. <laughs> cheers to my wife for putting up with me. Yes, cheers to cheers to the wives. Uh, so we know that uh, we know that Steve didn't do one because he's already made clear that he only had two. After a rough, rough week. Um, right, so, but I have, I have, I am the most recent one to have a green beer. I think I had one oh, a gosh. year, a year ago yesterday. I oh, was gosh. in a year ago for my cousin's bachelor party. I was in Miami for St. Patrick's Day, and that day we went to uh, Jay Wakefield. We went to Winwood, and at Jay Wakefield they had a green beer, a bright green beer on tap. And I had that, so that's the most recent green beer I can remember. And it was actually pretty good. It was like a a goser, an apple sour or something, green apple, something. It was uh, it was good. So it's weird that I guess I'm the most recent green beer one. But yeah, no, no carbons. I can't remember the last time I had a carbon. Probably last year. All right. Well, we're gonna um, we're gonna stay on this uh, trip down memory lane, and uh, it sounds like none of us really did any sort of craziness last night with Chad sort of toying the line a little bit, I guess. But um, any, any of you have any, like, amateur hour nights? I mean, in the brewing industry and being a bartender and, and bar manager and things over the years, like, I've seen some serious craziness go down on St. Patrick's Day. But uh, I'll, I'll let one of you guys start. Uh, Steve, do you, have any, uh, do you have any crazy amateur hour night stories from St. Patrick's Day? Um, yeah, I haven't really partook in too much St. Paddy's Day stuff in the last few years, per- particularly because the last couple times, I mean, I'm talking years ago, 20, 20, 2009, 2010, maybe years like this. Uh, yeah, well, uh, New Jersey has a lot of St. Paddy's Day parades and they all vary based on weekends. So they don't all do it on St. Paddy's Day. Some some of them do it last week. Some of them will do it next week. They just it's like a month long thing here. And Hoboken, in particular, stands out. They used to do uh, Leprechaun 
like lepric-con, like it's a, a convention for leprechauns. Wow. Um, you can imagine Hoboken, <laughs> I guess for those of you who don't know, Hoboken is a, it's a, like a young city. Like when you just graduate college and you either somehow get a good job or your parents got money and you can just afford to live there. Um, it's a lot of young people. And, yeah, it's a big one up there. People get hammered, I mean, completely wasted to the point where the township had to shut it down. There was all these arrests always on St. Paddy's Day. Um, I mean, the just kids puking on the streets, uh, a lot of rape charges. It gets it gets pretty pretty bad. So, yeah. Not a, Jeez. Yeah, you can tell why they shut it down after a while. And now, I just saw, recent, as of this year, the township actually suspended the liquor license of three of the big bars in Hoboken. They said, you're, uh, you know, they didn't, they, I guess they found some bullshit fine or something to do, like, to, to get them in trouble. And then they said, we're going to suspend you for two weeks, including the St. Patrick's Day weekend, the week of the parade or whatever, just so that people couldn't get too bad at the at these three particular bars. So it's like, I don't really know if I agreed with that, but, I mean, they had to do something because it, it, it's bad. I've seen it, and it's 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 total mayhem. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I can totally imagine like, uh, that sort of region of the world would have a fair amount of Irish lineage folk <laughs> and, be, uh, and be a little bit crazy for the people yes. who want to pretend that they are Irish lineage. Uh, uh, Chad, how does Iowa throw down uh, any crazy stories out there? Um, you know, I didn't experience anything last night. Um, you know, Davenport, Iowa, where I'm from, they have a huge parade. Um, a couple Irish bars uh, on the parade route as well, and uh, they uh, they they throw down pretty much all day. But it was to the point where we figured out, me and the wife, that if we went out at like 6 p.m. in Iowa you don't have to interact with any of the, you know, amateur hour people, all the drunks and all the uh, shenanigans are over by 6 p.m. So we can go out and enjoy a drink on St. Patrick's Day and, and not have to be accosted by drunk people. Um, much of the same last night. I didn't go to the parade last night, but we ended up going to Confluence um, for a couple of drinks. They had some live bands. It was, it was pretty fun. And then we went out to a, another bar called the Keg Stand later that night. And, um, in between that, I had a small little St. Patty's Day share. So, from what I saw this year, not not anything too crazy. I'm sure it did. It, it, I'm sure it gets like that everywhere. But uh, I haven't really experienced any anything much. I, I tend to. It's either me causing it, or I tend to shy away from, you know, big parties now. Gotcha, Joey. I don't imagine you were uh, involved in any crazy shenanigans, uh, but. Uh... <laughs> If you were, please regale us uh, with either last night's shenanigans or uh, the most recent that you can remember of the St. Patrick's Day craziness night. You know, you know, I don't have any recent St. Patrick's Day shenanigans. I, I kind of grew out of that, that that stuff well over 10 years ago. I honestly can say that I've never done the big St. Patty's Day thing in Denver since I moved there 12 years ago, to be honest with you. Um, plenty of stories from when I was in an undergrad and, and when I was living in, in Columbus before, you know, my, my move and my whirlwind travels, but I don't, I don't have anything, I don't have anything good for you that, that's specific to St. Patty's Day, unfortunately. Gotcha. Well, my last, I mean, I've had a lot of different crazy things, uh, as a bartender and manager, uh, in, in the brewery and things like that over the years. <clears throat> um, my most recent one that I, was not working and kind of witnessed. I wasn't really part of it. But we were in Arizona the, the first year we went out for spring training. And we'd gone to Four Peaks for dinner. They had a, had a bagpipe band and uh, Floggy Molly had played that morning. And uh, we kind of heard them from across the park. And we walked, uh, and this is before Four Peaks was uh, the devil. Uh, and we walked into <laughs> Mill Ave, which is uh, kind of the party street for Arizona State. And as we're walking into the street, we see the, there's horse cops everywhere. And we see this horse cop um, basically arrest a person. So we saw a person get arrested by a horse because the horse pinned this person up against the wall. And then the ah. cop hopped down. Yeah, and then the cop hopped down. 
And the person was sitting there trying to push the horse away, like, you're stronger than a horse, really? I mean, uh, <laughs> and the cop, uh, the cop went to handcuff this person, and the person finally figured they couldn't push the horse, so they, like, dropped to their knees and, like, scuffled underneath the horse and tried to run away and ran smacking in the next horse and, like, clotheslined himself on the next horse. It was it was pretty hilarious. Um, you had to see it, like someone just trying to push a horse and then going under the horse and then running into the next horse. Uh, and I was like, well, this is why I don't awesome. go to college towns anymore, uh, especially on Patrick's <laughs> Day. People are stupid. So uh, that's my last uh, amateur hour sort of evening, uh, and we took it easy that night as well. I don't get into a whole lot of that stuff anymore. So, um I guess at this point we can, um, if you want, Steve, do you want to take over your uh, your experience, your Vermont, New Hampshire, Northeast, whatever experience? Sure. I did not go to New Hampshire, but um, okay. I did go to New York. Uh, I drove through New York and stopped at a few places. Um, so my trip, I, I do a, a big snowboarding trip every year I try to um, and it's usually up to Vermont sometimes it's out west but it hasn't been out west in a couple of years just because it's easier to drive than fly especially if you know I go with a couple family members who are a little younger a little broker so they like the, the cheapness of no airfare and that the mountains are cheaper out here and um, and last year I realized how much First of all, I went to Killington last year, and that's two hours from from Hill Farmstead. And I was like, it would be cooler if I could be closer to Hill Farmstead, just so I didn't have to drive two hours in one day, four hours round trip. So we went to Stowe this year, um, and I loved it. And I decided that on the way up, there was a bunch of breweries in Hudson Valley that I figured would be worth a shot. So the drive up and the drive back, they were both Saturdays. I was like, you know what, I'm going to take... I'm going to take each day driving up and driving back and just treat it kind of like a mini road trip and stop at a couple breweries and check them out and see if they have any beer releasing or anything like that. And, yeah, it went amazingly. I mean, on top of Vermont having a ton of snow, when I say a ton, I mean we got up there on Saturday. On Sunday it started snowing, and it didn't stop snowing until Friday. It was absurd. So those uh, those ski and snowboard people... Uh, you can appreciate the week that I had on the mountain, but uh, off the mountain, I mean, it was crazy. You saw, I posted the the picture of the fridge when we got up there and I packed it. The majority of that, with the exception of maybe a four-pack or two, was from home. I was bringing that stuff up to drink up there. But on the way up, I stopped at Equilibrium. Um, that was, and they had just released something that day, and I... I wasn't able to get any of the stuff when I got up there, but I had already set up like a trade with someone up there in the Equilibrium group. So I got a four-pack each of that and that Crowler, their coffee stout Crowler, which was great. And then after that, I stopped up with my wife and my cousin. We stopped at Suarez Family Brewing. I was supposed mm-hmm. to stop at Plan B, but that didn't end up happening because the people weren't there and they're not actually open. So you have to like email the girl when you want to go buy bottles because if they're not there, you're just going to be walking around to an empty farm. So she wasn't there, so I went to Suarez instead because I planned on doing that on the way back, so I just made a quick audible. Uh, that was that was great. That was honestly an amazing experience. It's a real nice little tap room. They had maybe seven or eight beers on tap. All of them were awesome. Um, I bought, you know, just one bottle of everything they had to go just to try it. Um, really, really, really happy with that. Their beer is killer. I know they're getting a lot of hype because of uh, just you know their different approach and their really light stuff. They're not really pushing too many flavor boundaries, but they're just making real solid, easy-to-drink beers. Um, and that was great. But that was Saturday. On Sunday, my wife and I went to Burlington for the day. Um, we didn't ride. It was just me and her. And we went to, uh, she went and got like a manicure. And then while she was doing that, I went to Vermont Brew Pub. That's all it's called. Vermont State Brew Pub or something. Um, that was kind of, you know, it was kind of Heartland-ish. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Just like, it's like a local, they make one of every style and none of them are really that good. Um, 
But after that, we went to Foam, and we had food at Foam, and that was great. Foam, and uh, not many people know this, but Foam is also the House of Fermentology, which is their sour program. Uh, They are killing it. Their beer was so good. They had this one sour. They would only serve it in eight ounces. They wouldn't give you a growler, and they wouldn't give you bigger than that. It was incredible. It was so good. I took so long drinking it. And then from there, I didn't do anything until Hill Farms on Wednesday when I met up with, shout out to John LaPointe, who is the man. This guy is a magician. I don't know if anyone's met him or hung out with him or even spoken to him or whatever, but yeah, we met up with, at Hill Farmstead. We drank a bunch. We split a $75 bottle of Flora, what was it, 2013 Flora, five-year-old Flora. He said he'd never had it. He's got a cellar of every Flora, and I guess this is the one that he doesn't have. It predates everything he had in his cellar. So we split that, and then as I'm leaving, he tells me that, oh, you see those two guys sitting over there? They're drinking Double Barrel Damon. And I was like, what? I didn't see that on the list. He's like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, well, they're part of the the super secret society that Hill Farms has of, like, I guess 50 people who are pretty much Sean's friends and family. So these guys are, I guess, in this society. They get a special menu to choose from that they can buy and drink on site. They don't get any limits. Everyone else has two drink limits. They don't get any. Um, so he sees them drinking that, and then he sees them ordering another beer from the list as they're filling up growl. As I'm filling up growler, we're all standing at the bar. He shimmies over to these people, um, and he just starts talking to them. I don't know what he said. I didn't hear what he said, and I have to reach out to him to find out what. But I guess he was just saying, like, oh, can I see what the menu is? And they, they were joking with him, like, oh, you're not supposed to see this. Well, I guess what ended up happening is he told them that if they wanted, he would give them a third of the price of whatever bottle they were buying if he could have a pour. And he was like, yeah, okay. So he gets a pour of this. It was a 2012 Flora Cuvée. And, yeah, Chris, I can hear uh, I can hear your heartbeat rising already. Yeah. But they start talking about that, and we're we're – you know, talking with them, and they were saying how, oh, the Alchemist just released a new beer. It's called Holy Cow. And they're like, oh, it's not new. It's from their pub days. And one of the guys who was in the society was like, oh, we should, do you want to drive out to Alchemist out here and go get some Holy Cow? And I had stopped at Alchemist on the way out there, and I had a four-pack in the car. So I was like, why don't I save you guys a drive, you know, 45 minutes in either direction, and I'll just give you a can. I have it in the car. And they were so appreciative that I got to try the 2012 Cuvée. I pretty much traded a can for a sip because I gave them two cans, and I got to try a sip, and then my cousin got to try a sip. And it was it was pretty great. It was definitely worth it. I would do that trade again in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, and then after that, we just drank Hill Farms the Growlers for the rest of the week. Um Hot tub beers, I would have Society and Solitude number four in a can. And then on the way back, because um, Hudson Valley was releasing something way early, and I don't think we would have got there in time, we just hit Plan B because the girl was around that time. This was yesterday. And yeah, I bought a bunch of just I mean, maybe like three or four Plan B bottles. Um, they also make really, really good sours and funky farmhouse stuff. Uh, yeah, I think that was it. I, I did mention Alchemist. I stopped there literally every day that they were open. They do samples free. You can just go in and drink for free. It's amazing. You go in, you say, I want to try Hetty Topper, and they pour you a Hetty Topper, and you don't have to pay for it, and you can just walk around and hang out there. And if you want to buy merch or cans, you can. If not, you can just leave. And Alchemist was literally across the street from my resort that I was staying at. Across the street. I could hit a golf ball over it. That's how close it was. I went every day after the slope, so we'd stop on the way back, get a pour of Hetty, pour of Focal, pour of Bezelbub, their stout, and then that's it. Go back and hit the hot tub. That was my week for a week after snowboarding, and yeah, best week in a while. I want to I want to come next year with you and I and snowboard. Like, I yeah, dude. <laughs> Hang out. Be part of that fun. I'm telling you, man, it's it's a great time. It was I've been looking forward to it for a while because it's just been so busy with a bunch of crap. And 
I mean, four days of incredible conditions on the mountain um, mixed with four days of going to a bunch of new breweries that are, you know, some, you know, equilibrium's only an hour and a half for me, I think. Um, Suarez is like maybe two. Plan B is definitely two. Suarez might be a little more, but, you know, they're not that far. I, I take for granted, I guess, because I'm 20 minutes from Kane, that people, I guess, not as fortunate or don't live in huge, huge populated areas don't live that close. But, you know, if I'm up there, I got I to gotta just make the most of it. So I, I tried to, and my bank account's yeah. doing it. <laughs> that's, that's killer, man. That's really, uh, that sounds like a freaking awesome time. Yes. Oh, don't let me forget Miguel Hamiltonshire, or as he goes by Mike, Maybe. when you actually meet him in person. Yes. Yeah. Um, met up with him. He reached out to me a while ago because I posted in a group, and it had I, there was a Grateful Dead picture because one of the be- one of the Jersey beers made uh, a Grateful Dead beer called uh, Touch of Gray or something. Yeah. It's an IPA. He's a huge Deadhead. So he reached out to me and said, hey, do you have any more of those? I'll even take an empty can. I just love the Grateful Dead. I I need that can. And I was like, I actually have one can left, and it's full, and I'm going to be up in Vermont in a couple weeks, and it's for sure yours. And he was so appreciative. I yeah, I mean, he, he was so appreciative. He he got me foam cans. He got me – I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I gave him a bunch of other stuff, too, just because, I don't know. You know, you go up, you bring beer. I gave John some. John gave me some. Miguel gave me some, I gave him some, and it's just, you know, it's drama-free, right? Um, yeah, he he hung out with us at Alchemist one day, super cool dude, um, can't say enough about our meetup, even though it was, you know, maybe only a half hour, but yeah, I mean, those two guys hanging out with them out there, it's just like, you got to envy them living that close, but also definitely good friends to have, and uh, yeah, can't say enough about the people that they are. Nice, nice. Uh, well, for me, like, I have a couple questions about this. Uh, so, for instance, if I flew into New York, how far of a drive is it to Hill Farmstead? And, like, is there are, are there locations close or nearby that you can stay? Um, New York meaning, like, JFK or LaGuardia or, like, Newark? JFK, okay. probably. Um, Hill Farmstead from JFK. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna go roundabout guess. Is gonna be seven hours. That's six between six and seven for sure. If you don't stop and you you know you book up up the throughway or up Route Seven, uh, you could probably do it in six. But I seven is leave yourself seven hours from JFK. As far as places to stay, um, there's I'm sure there's like bed and breakfast in Greensboro, which is the town that Hill Farmstead's in. Um, it's a really small town. You drive by, you, I mean, it's maybe a, a quarter mile of a, of a downtown, you know, Main Street area, and that's about it. Um, it's it would probably be worth it if you all you want to do is go up and go to Hill Farmstead. It might be worth it if you want to go do some other stuff. That's why I, I kind of looked at Stowe this year because Stowe was a 45 minute drive from Hill Farmstead, but also a 45 minute drive from Burlington and foam is in Burlington, as is Zero Gravity, and as is Burlington Beer Company. Now, I didn't stop at those two, but they're there if you want it. And also, Stowe is only 20 minutes from Waterbury, which has two really good restaurants called Brobish and Pig and Blackback Pub, and Alchemist Mm. is also in Stowe. If you're only down for Hill Farmstead, then I guess, you know, obviously they're only open Wednesday to Saturday. They're not open Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, but so that would be like a long weekend, but if you want to yeah. get a bunch in, St- the Stowe-Waterbury area is okay. more centralized. Yeah, I'm asking because Craig and I are, are possibly looking at a fall trip to that area. Really? We'd be flying, yeah, we'd be flying into either JFK or, um, or uh, Westchester Airport, uh, just depending, because strangely enough, our local airport here has really cheap flights into Westchester. Uh, Craig's parents live there in that area as well, so uh, we could, you know, get in late, stay with them if we needed to, 
borrow one of their cars, that's what he does, and then um, nice. just go go hit a whole bunch of things on the way up and then on the way down and all that other stuff. So I was just curious what that. You also know uh, there's an airport in Burlington. You could probably. Oh yeah, but I don't want to fly straight fly. there. I want to I want to do the road trip thing and oh, be yeah. on the other breweries too. With Hill Farms that being the destination, right? And everything else being a, you know, exceptional extras. Yeah, I did the same thing last year. I I pretty much take a day. I take the Wednesday off of riding. I usually ride Monday, Tuesday. Then I take Wednesday off because my body needs a break as it is. And then Wednesday is the day that Hill Farms that opens for the week. If they're doing any releases, that's when it's gonna you're gonna be pretty much guaranteed to get an allotment. Um, and yeah, last year it worked out crazy that I got there and they had this insane. Um, vintage seller list for on-site consumption it was it was absurd the beers that i drank last year so i was like i'm just gonna do the same thing this year um the on-site consumption list wasn't as crazy but you know we still got to have three different floras uh their norma elderberry one and then because it was so crappy on the day um driving to the brewery they took all the limits off of the Society and Solitude cans. So I was like, oh, what's the limit on those cans? They said, yeah, we're not doing limits today because, you know, if you drove here, you can you can take what you want because it's, it's rough out there on the roads. So I was like, well, actually, I don't, I'm not going to say anything, but the roads aren't so bad other than when you get within 10 minutes of the brewery because they're all dirt roads, but uh, all the highways are fine. No no snow on it at all. But, yeah, that was, it was super cool. Um I highly recommend if you're thinking about it, like, look into it because it's like, you know, I mean, they're not rated the best brewery in the world. That can be debatable, but they're definitely up there. And especially because you like the, the the sours and that type of stuff, um, it would be worth it. I think you would find it worth it. Nice. Nice. Well, I mean, I'm going to let I'm gonna let that segment right there segue right into uh, a question that was uh, – that was put forth about uh, format size. And, you know, this is, for me, this is sort of kind of answers itself a lot of times uh, in the sense that it just kind of depends on what you're using them for. But, I mean, do you guys have preferences for bottle format or can formats? Uh, and, and do you care about ABV when it comes to that size difference? Or uh, is it really just, uh, you know, take what you can get? If you want it, um, chat them to go to you first, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a preference. You know, all beer comes in shape, you know, every shape and size. Although, on this rundown, I don't think I've ever seen a 650. I was trying to think of a beer that I know that was ever in a 650. Huh? That's a 22 ounce bomber. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, then I have. But, um, you know. I don't really have a preference, really. I like I like the cans for me, you know. Um, I like I do like that some of the some of the higher uh, valued beers, you know, the harder to get beers. Like say more into light, for instance, went into twelve ounce bottles this year. You know, I like that because I get to still try one and still send you know a couple out to friends to enjoy as well. So you know, I, I'm a big fan of that. But if if it has to be a bomber or, you know, a 750, then, you know, so be it. I mean, I'll take my beer any way I can get it. Right. Okay. Joey, Mr. Practical, what do you think? Oh, man, and I appreciate you saying that as well. Um, no, I was going to say smaller format, the better, personally. Um, the, the last, um, the last uh, I guess, maybe notable incident I saw that's relative to this is um, Wiley Roots up in Greeley, the other brewery, the other brewery up in Greeley. Um, released vanilla pseudonym last week and they got a lot of grief for not doing a bottle one or a larger format because all they did was 12 ounce cans um, 12% beer and they want people to drink it fresh so they put it in 12 ounce cans and said here you go small format you can drink it yourself if you want to but we want you to drink it now so don't sit on it drink it now and I appreciate that so I think smaller formats better especially for those bigger beers um, once you start getting to larger formats, I mean, it's more about what are you celebrating? Um, for me, a 750 anymore is, is mm-hmm. like having essentially a Magnum or something like that. It's like, who am I sharing this with? It's nice yeah. to be able to have something. It's in a small format that I can drink with. Um, 
you know, so much more than I can drink by myself if need be, or give someone else a pour or whatever. So. Right. Yeah, I, I'm of the same mindset. For me, it's 12 ounce to 16 ounce, you know, 500 milliliter, whatever. Sort of is kind of like the 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 number I want to take down solo. And yeah. beyond that, like, I'm starting to like, okay, is this for personal use or is this for shared use? So. Yeah. Um, and if someone says like a four pack of something, shoot, Craig and Will are getting some, you know, it's like, I'm not going to drink a f- four of one thing anymore, probably uh, in the time that it needs to be drank freshness wise. Uh, you know, if it, if it shows up on my doorstep, say someone sends me a four pack of treehouse, four 16 ounce cans, I'm giving one to Craig and I'm giving one to Will, not only because I like them, but because I don't see myself getting through four, you know, 16 ounce IPAs not only just from like drinking standpoint, but from like a palate fatigue standpoint. No, I mean, I'm entirely with you. It, one, well, something that's been kind of odd to me and I'm, and I think I brought this up in a group uh, maybe a week ago. I'm not sure if you guys are seeing it as well, but um, we're starting to see six packs of 16 ounce cans here in Denver. And that just, hmm. that, it's, I mean, it's great to have a 16-ounce can, don't get me wrong, but having a four-pack, you talk about palate fatigue or, or maybe not, maybe just getting bored with that beer and needing to share it with friends, needing to share it with friends. But we're now getting, we're seeing six packs of 16-ounce beers, and I'm just like, why? Why do I need 96 ounces of your beer? Yeah. Steve, do you have a um, yeah, I kind of echo what you guys have said. When I'm drinking either just me or with one other person, either you know, my brother-in-law or whoever I am hanging out with, I don't really open big bottles unless it's a bottle show just because I don't know if yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know if it is palate fatigue or if I just get tired. I just like the variety or if I just I just don't ever want too much of one thing. And if I do, I'll open a second instead of just one large one. Like I like the option to, to opt out after 12 ounces, you know? Um, yeah. You know, like if that's it, like, yeah, I don't know. I like Hill farm said when I was just there, they have most of their bottles in three seventy fives, and then some in seven fifty. I like, I liked it. I liked it. The three seventy five. you know, it's enough. You get a taste. If you want more, you can get more, but you're not, married to this huge bottle that halfway through you're like well i wish i could put the cat back on this and save it until tomorrow but uh yeah i i'm like i said when joey posted that i said i was uh six by 12 all day and yeah it's just i'd rather a six pack of 12 ounce cans i think than even a four pack of 16 ounce cans yeah i think i think six pack 16 ounce cans sounds ridiculous uh Six pack of fold ounce cans doesn't even get purchased by me that often anymore. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of crazy. But um, all right, let's uh, let's uh, speak to Richard Evans's point here now. Um, a new uh, a new citizen of the United States or a new resident of the United States rather, uh, just went over from the UK. Um, he just moved to Michigan. He's kind of wondering what the big fuss is about KBS. Um, and why there's lines for it and you know, sample pours and this, that, and the other, uh, and if people really get that crazy about it uh, elsewhere. And I'm going to start with Joey because I know Joey gets very little founders out there. Um, so do you want to speak a moment on this real quick, Joey? I do, but I was paying attention to something else and missed the topic. I'm going to be that guy. Oh, What's the topic? Okay, this one. Uh, the Richard Evans KBS. Uh, wondering if, you know, what the big hubbub is, having just moved from England to Michigan, he doesn't kind of get the uh, the allure. He doesn't even think it's that good of a beer, uh, which I, I would vehemently disagree with. Um, gotcha. Although it, uh, it is uh, old school. So uh, I just know that you don't get much founders out in Colorado, so I'm going to let you speak to that. Uh, no, no, I can appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for reminding me. Um you know, I, I we we I don't we're still so new here in Denver. I don't think we have a ton of these these KBS style beers that have been going on forever. But I have to imagine that between KBS and CBS, which essentially have had year over year, and in the case of CBS, it's been what three times, I guess. Um, these year over year releases that have 
that you, I guess I don't understand the line life stuff anymore. Like why people are waiting in line for beers that are going to essentially be everywhere. Like with, with, with a, with a single friend someplace else, you can probably get as much as you want. So I don't quite understand that. Um, but with respect to what he was mentioning with, with KBS, I mean, I don't think we have, I don't think we have anything that, that holds up to that in Denver at the moment. Um, I mean, even to that, I mean, we're seeing fewer and fewer lines. Although I did, I did dig into one line this past weekend. Um, so yeah, I guess that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, I don't understand why, um, personally, why people were buying it for KBS anymore. Not that it's not a good beer, but it hit the wide distro, and so I don't, I don't really understand that. I mean, it, yes, people going to like. You know, the, the first might release, you're going to you know, get some free swag or you're going to get this, that, or that, or, you know, whatever. You know, whatever. That's fun. That's fine. But I don't understand people lining up for KBS. And I didn't even know people still did that, actually. I mean, we only got, I think, like 50 cases last year in Arkansas, and I didn't see anybody lining up for it <laughs> anywhere. So, um, Chad, what are your thoughts on, on that? I mean, I, it's an old guard beer, for sure. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, in years past, I have definitely gone out and bought, you know, a, a four pack of KBS. Now it's real, really just about tradition and keeping a vertical going. Um, you know, I've, I've got it going all the way back to 2010. So, um, you know, and now it's just keeping up the, uh, the, the tradition. I probably. This year won't go buy a four pack. I'll, you know, maybe if a buddy here goes and buys one, um, I'll split a four pack with him. Maybe drink one and save one, kind of type deal. But uh, it, it is a whale. But again, as you alluded to, Founders has really stepped up their distro, um, you know, and, and their production. So, you know, it, it's a whale, I guess, to me, just because it is an old guard kind of beer. But, um, you know, it. That they've upped the production, so I, I think it the the quality is kind of diminished a little bit. Not that's not to say it's a bad beer, just that it's you know a little bit more thinner than I'd like it to be or remember it to be. Um, but yeah, I'd still seek it out, just not a four pack if I couldn't help it. Hopefully, some you know maybe a high V or something breaks it out and does like a you know sell singles. I'd buy that. But um, line life, you know. I don't think it's line life worthy other than maybe if you're going to a party, you know, I know KBS or founders does some release parties and, and those are really right. cool for any beer. So I, I would definitely, if I had tickets, I'd go to the party and, and, and enjoy myself, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't camp overnight for it. Yeah. Steve, what do you think, man? Um, yeah, I guess we see more founders this show than most in Jersey and, I know a lot of liquor stores get it. I don't think many people line up here for it. Um, I know people go hunting for it. Like people will go to a bunch of liquor stores and search for it and see who has the best price and buy a, you know, if there's a one limit per person thing, they'll go to a bunch of different stores just so they can get a bunch of different ones. Um, I don't really think, yeah, I'm not, in the boat that it's worth lining up for because it sees so much distro and yeah. yeah, but I still, you know, I still try to buy a four pack of it every year just cause it's one of the, it's one of the next level beers that got me into like actually searching for better beer than, you know, left hand, the milk stout or some like, you know, that stuff's good. I I like KBS better. And now it's, it's just one of those things that I'm used to. I'm used to just when it comes out, oh, yeah, I got to grab a four-pack. I know I know where I can go get it, and I know when it about it comes out. Um, but, yeah, like I said, a lot of people have said that the batches have been different year to year. Um, everyone seems to think that 15 was the best, at least of the people I talk to. And it's always cool to see how it changes every year. I know there's there are a couple bars that do verticals, mm-hmm. and I usually try to try those out just because it's always fun to – see how that beer ages but um yeah i don't think it's line worthy especially uh, at least here maybe you know in arkansas if you're only getting 50 cases and people want to then i could see maybe a line but not yeah not where i'm at 
I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a four pack for sure, maybe two. Um, you know, there, there's no perceived the real trade value on it anymore. Um, but I I like drinking that beer. It's um it's probably the first yearly release, like once a year release beer that got me into craft beer. You know, when I was already drinking craft beer and all of a sudden there's this beer that comes out once a year. There's this hype that gets, you know, kind of built up behind that. So, um, you know, that's, that's a pretty cool thing. And it, they've been doing it well for a long time. So, uh, yeah, they're Mount Rushmore style, uh, stout of that, of that style, I guess. Um, that's going to take us into, uh, I guess, the wine life topic in general. Um, Joey just alluded to the fact that he did one this week, so I'm going to let him start this. But, I mean, wine life in general, is it un- unreasonable the way people are starting to take this out of control, like 24-hour camping? Uh, and and are you really there for the beer, or are you there for, like, the good times that people are going to hang out with online and the beers you're going to have in line? So, uh I appreciate that. Um, we actually just had this happen. Uh, it would have been yesterday morning. Um, Cerebral was releasing their um, barely work from home in a couple different variants. And um, they did a pre-release a week before for some people that wanted to take part in like a little brunch, breakfast, dinner type of type of event. So we all had a chance to try, try the beer a week before the, there was this big event. And the event comes by Saturday, and there are people that are waiting or getting in line at, at midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning for an eleven a.m. release. Which, you know, when the when the beer is fantastic, um, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to argue with you. I've got better things to do with my time, but how you spend your time is is how you spend your time. The issue that I had with it is that the week before, when people were having the 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 non-barrel aged version, the barrel aged version. There was a commotion about how it was not as good as the previous year, where previous year I was able to walk in and get three bottles, and they had it on, they had it available for about a week and a half. Like you could walk in essentially for ten days and get three bottles every single day. But this year, everyone had heard about it. Everyone's waiting in line. Turns out the beer is not as good as it was last year. It wasn't, and. That's the commotion from the last week, especially in the Denver beer trading forums. And then we've got people on Saturday morning that are waiting in line at, at midnight, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning to get their beers and to have someone tap only to realize this isn't as good as it should have been or this isn't as good as it was last year. This isn't as good as I remember. And, and when that's happening, then, yeah, maybe it is unreasonable. The time you're spending in line, the the money that you're spending on the beer, um, it, it's, it is amazing to me. And, and if on the off chance we have anyone in the group or any of our listeners who are trying to flip those bottles, um, you're not going to be able to do that. I don't think, I think asking 600 bucks for an allotment is absolutely crazy. Hmm. That's, that's pretty high, uh, high level there. Yeah. 600 bucks. Um, Steve, I know you have a, an opportunity to participate in, in Lime Life fairly regularly uh, there in, in Jersey. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts here? Um, I generally don't, to be honest. I used to for a bit. Um, I guess back when Kane was doing their, you know, surprise releases at noon on a Saturday and you'd just be refreshing their Facebook page. That's one thing, but um, these days I kind of veer away from it. Like, I'd rather take my chances at 2 o'clock at there being no line and me getting some. And if I don't get any, hopefully someone I know when can hook me up with something. But I just I just don't got the time anymore. And I, I, I'm not knocking on people who do. Some people, that's just, you know, they got it like that. They got the time. They That's like they're planning their weekend around it. I, I can't do that. Uh, anymore, at least I should say. Um, I, I do know a ton of people who have met friends, good close friends, just at a lion share, and I'm not take. Uh, I don't think anyone realizes that that's actually a, the bigger point than even going for the beer. It's just the social aspect of it. So I understand it and I appreciate it. I just can't partake in it. You know, if I'm going to go, I'm going to try to minimize my time there. Not 
not, you know, all right, I'm leaving at 9 in the morning. And that's, you know, if I'm going the other half, I might not even get allotment at 9 in the morning. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it's kind of one of the things that breweries are going to have to start dealing with because eventually the line is too long for you, for you right? Like, eventually, yeah. the, it's going to be too much. No matter what brewery you are, how big you are, how much space you have, how many neighbors you have, the town ordinance, you know, that type of stuff, eventually there's a, a too long of a line, and it's up to every brewery, I guess, to figure out where that point is. And I'm I'm kind of glad that the ones that I'm the closest to have already done some things to to mitigate that. Yeah, I mean, in Arkansas here, we uh, we don't get very many opportunities, and then you know we'll drive to some prairie releases. But we basically have BDCS here. Uh, Nighty Night has a uh, from Lost Forty has a uh, a festival day, uh, which sells out. I mean, the beer sells out that day. But I mean, it's a seven hour party. There's three different bands at play. There's fifty breweries there, uh, so. There's more than one reason to just come, and there's no wine. You just come and hang out and buy your beer and whatever. So, um, outside of that, you know, for me, it's it's driving elsewhere to uh, to stand in lines. And sometimes I can be prohibitive. Um, other times I can meet Joey Hamilton and you know just make a friend for life. So, you know, there are pros mm-hmm. and cons for sure. I'll, I'll let you guys figure out which one that is. <laughs> Chad, what, what are your thoughts real quick on my life, man? I live for the line life. Um, you know, actually, uh, Tony, one of one of our new newer members here, and in, in in the group, he I met him in line at a pulpit rock release um, earlier last year, and uh, we've become you know very good friends since, and very you know in trade back and forth. You know, he's randomly seen that I was in search of something and just showed up at a release with it. You know, no no prior discussion or talk beforehand about it just showed up and said here i saw you were looking for this um as well as he lives up in new glare so if i can't make it up there he definitely um he definitely you know makes sure that i'm stocked and, and getting new glares i want um I, you know i've met a lot of people and living that line life and i like it i i enjoy you know i'm very social i enjoy uh people watching as well so um i, I do like it now i don't know that i would stand in line more than, you know, pat, you know, before 2 a.m. in Iowa because it's really cold here. But um, I see that's the, the new trend for Pulpit Rock is people are getting in line at 5 p.m. the night before now. And um, in order for me to get bottles, it's just it, it's become it, it's come to that um, to the point where I think, you know, even Pulpit Rock's thinking about doing a ticketed release and and um, not doing, um, you know, allowing lines just because it's you know, a lot more anxiety on them, a lot more work as well as, you know, liability. So, I, you know, I, I like the line life, but will I be sad to ever see it go away, you know, from a brewery going to ticketed? No, absolutely not. Um, but, Joey, um, we're getting to that end here, but I know we've had quite a few um, members care to uh, give us an update on some of those names. Absolutely. I am, uh, I'm going to apologize for missing the last few weeks. So we're going to go back to uh, March 1st, beginning of the month, to, to rattle off these names, and uh, I'm going to do my best uh, micro-machines voice to try to get through all these. So we've got Jessica Scafidi, Will Kaiser, Miles Robinson, Kyle Branch, Ed Bloom, Dan Matera, Rodney Beagle, Andy Johnson, Jonathan DeLone, Justin Sykes, Joel Van Ness, Scott Woodworth, and finally... Ryan Teal. Nice. Damn, we got to get a lock on that door. Yeah. Welcome, guys, and, um, you know, look forward to seeing you guys be active and and continue to keep the the, the group itself as great as it is. Absolutely. Well, I... I think uh, we'll throw up for any final thoughts here, guys. And uh, I think we're at the end of our show, so uh, we'll start with uh, Joey. Got any any uh, final thoughts? The only one that I have is if you're going to be in Rapid City, South Dakota, bring your own beer. <laughs> Sage advice. Chris? 
Uh, yeah, no, it's just good to be back. Uh, I've, I've missed this. I, I really enjoy doing it and uh, and hanging out and, and having uh, a free thought free thought flow with you guys. So uh, yeah, it's just good to be back. Absolutely, it's good to have you guys back, Steve. Uh, yeah, like like everyone said, it's definitely great to be back. Um, I had fun. I kind of like the new night. I hope that all our listeners, if people were listening live on Thursday night, followed us to Sunday night. Um, and if not, you know, just listen whenever you can throughout the week at one of the links. But uh, I like the Sunday night uh, move, and hopefully it works out and leads to some good uh, conversations and guests. Absolutely. I, I do I do enjoy this move. It's a lot more convenient for all of us. It sounds like, um, you know, we get to kind of – turn the week over, you know, being Sunday night, we get to talk about the past week and our lives in the beer world and uh, keep an eye out, you know, turn to the next week. Um, I think this is a perfect night for it, and uh, hopefully our listeners agree. Um, You know, thank you guys to everybody that contributed to questions. We didn't get to every one of them, but uh, as always, we try to overlap, so if we miss one one week, we'll move it to the next week. Um, You know, sometimes the topics, you know, topics we, we get a lot and sometimes we don't get enough but uh you know that's such is the life everybody's got lives and and uh sometimes the beer world's a boring world but uh you know drama free beer radio listeners thank you for listening as always and uh until next week see you guys later welcome to the drama free podcast Save the drama for your mama.